The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, 2.35 on the 6.30 Chad afternoon news coming up on the show today. We're going to talk with Bob Scott, the Deputy Fire Chief out there at Strathcona Emergency Services, giving us an update on what's happening with that wildfire in Strathcona County. They're saying it's being held. Well, at last word it was being held, but definitely not under control. So we'll we'll talk to him as well. At 3.30, Major General Retired David Fraser is going to join us in studio. He's penned a new book called The Furious Battle That Saved Afghanistan from the Taliban Operation Medusa. We're going to talk about Operation Medusa and um, and and what it meant to uh, to the Canadian role in Afghanistan, the the importance of it, the scope of it, the impact of it, and you know, looking back on it. Um, you know, wasn't enough. Didn't mm-hmm. do enough. So, uh, Major General retired David Fraser joining us in studio in an hour's time. Hey, uh, how coincidental is it? I don't have much to say on this, but that we have uh, Governor General uh, Payette, Julie Payette, yes, Julie Payette here at the same time as. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau Because they're is, probably traveling together. I suppose. Or oh, are they saving money? Maybe they got a two-for-one. Well, they have... They, yeah, they had got, a coupon. They, they've got, you know, the Canadian version of Air Force One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is funny, of course, uh, the, our mayor making an announcement that the 50th Street uh, rail crossing will get $40 million in federal funding for grade separation. Did I know. you hear this from Singapore today? <laughs> yeah. Take a listen. You know, the 50th Street Railway Crossing has been something I've been pushing for since I got elected as mayor, before even since I was a city councillor. This is a huge day for our city. I wanted to make sure to say congratulations and thanks, and now we won't have to wait for that <laughs> train anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Singapore. Uh, well done. So, But yeah, that has been, you know, for any radio show, Oh, in, yeah. in the city and you know any traffic reporter that 50th street the the the, the railway has been and and for all of you who, who drive it the bane of your existence for years mm-hmm. it is probably one of the number one texts that we get that damn train is it, back again it and is it's one, and it, you stuck know, here you're right television uh shows yeah. uh radio shows if you ever have um a half hour to fill Talk uh, about the talk about yeah. that train potholes or uh, bike lanes, and it'll fill right up, and it'll continue all afternoon for you. I, I did see um, after the announcement; it was on Twitter that uh, video, the audio of which you just played, and I know that it's just really funny to see uh, some people. Most people celebrating the news, of course. Mm-hmm. Some people saying, "Oh, he's buying votes," or "I don't care," or or some people saying, "Well, when's he going to pay that kind of attention to the pipeline?" You know, listen. I don't care. Um, it's something that y'all been crabbing about. You've for all many, wanted many years, it. We're going to so get here it. We got it. Let's take it and run. Right. That's what tax dollars are supposed to do. They're supposed to make our life better. So that's uh, that's what's going to happen. Um, but you're right. That's that's just one of those topics. People are just like, when will this happen? Yeah. But mind you, keeping this isn't. It's uh, it's not. You can't wiggle our nose and it's right. being done tomorrow. You, you, typically don't buy these things from Ikea, so you can't just assemble it with a, an Allen key and it's up. So it'll probably be What's many years say? before it's there. 2023, I think that they There say. you go. So Then it might be, but here we go. This is yep. good news. It is good news. It'll be uh, fun to watch 
another major project in Edmonton and make sure it gets done right, of course, although this one, uh, you know, uh, well, I shouldn't say, I was going to say it's a sort of cooperative effort between three levels mm-hmm. of government, but so was the LRT. But anyways, hopefully it gets Yo, done. Can we just not? Hopefully Today. the tracks line up with the overpass. <laughs> they haven't decided, by the way, if it's an overpass it's or an underpass. underpass yeah. So that still has to be decided. There will be public let's, hearings. Let's get that one right. Yeah. Huh? Let's decide what the best way to do it is. <clears throat> and uh, and then maybe, you know what, and just throwing it out as a thought, just, uh, I don't know, what, what we'll call this segment uh, Andrew's Thought. <laughs> um, let's not go with lowest price, necessarily. Let's And maybe if there's a signaling system involved in this in some way, let's... Maybe really well, hopefully look it would be nothing that. more than a set of st- stoplights. <laughs> yeah. Well, an underpass or an overpass, I assume, means the train could just keep moving. Exactly. Right. So that should be fine. Um, also want to touch on, on this today. I was uh, gobsmacked when I heard the news this morning that the Supreme Court of Canada has ordered a, a new trial for a couple who used homemade remedies, as, as Jespo called it this morning, salad dressing, mm-hmm. uh, instead of... Uh, getting medical attention for their son who died of bacterial meningitis. You remember this, 2016, David Steffen and his wife Colette uh, found guilty of failing to provide the necessaries of life for their 18-month-old son. This was back in 2002. They treated the boy with garlic, onion, and horseradish, so pretty much what you'd have with a prime rib dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than take him to a doctor, they didn't call uh, the doctor. They didn't go to the doctor until he stopped breathing. And apparently, uh, according to witnesses uh, at the trial, at the original trial, um, the boy was so stiff Mm -hmm. that he couldn't sit in his car seat. Mm -hmm. He had to lie on a mattress when his mother drove him from their Alberta home uh, to the uh, naturopathic, naturopathic clinic in Lethbridge. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, and nobody's going to like what I'm about to say. Uh, the retrial actually makes sense. And I know it's jaw-dropping, but given the the reasoning behind and the circumstances surrounding why they're granting a new trial, I get it. It's one of those legal things that <laughs> yep. nobody likes. But the, the question was, here's the question that had to be answered. The question at the root of this was, did these parents act differently than a reasonable parent should have acted. That was the question that needed to be answered. In our minds, probably... I would say yes. We all probably, most of us, 99.9% of us believe yes. Um, But the instructions to the jury were not clear in terms of saying the only question you have to answer is, did the parents act differently than how a reasonable parent would have acted? They feel that too much medical evidence was introduced that overwhelmed the jury mm-hmm. with medical information and that that it wasn't a matter of determining what the child died of or how long the child suffered or what the actual cause of death was those weren't the questions to be answered the question to be answered was simply that did they act differently than a reasonable parent should have now the alberta court of appeal upheld the conviction last november but because the ruling wasn't unanimous the couple had an automatic right to take the case to right. the Supreme Court. That's what has happened today. Uh, David Steffen saying uh, this out after the decision, pretty much saying that uh, they're excited to have the ability to um, bring the whole truth forward and to be able to uphold what he's calling parental rights in Canada. Uh, we feel very vindicated. We're extremely grateful. We're grateful because this is a move in the right direction. And we now have the opportunity to bring the whole truth forward, and we're just so excited to, um, to have the, the, the ability to do that. 
and to be able to uphold parental rights here in Canada. Well, there appears to have been major errors within the uh, the judges, the trial judges' uh, instructions to the, the original jury, and uh, they had no choice but to find us guilty based on those errors in law. So we'll see what happens next, mm-hmm. because um, another trial isn't necessarily a, a good thing for either side. No, absolutely not. It could not. be much worse than... Yes, another trial could lead to a longer sentence, sentence, right? If I'm not mistaken, the mom was sentenced to house arrest for three months or four months, and the father, did he not get, like... Also, a sentence that I thought. So was he quite was sentenced light. to four months in jail. His right. wife was ordered to spend three months under house arrest. The only exceptions being for trips to church and medical appointments. Yikes! She went to well, get more ironic. horseradish. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, listen. You know, we all know what we think, right? And we all know what should have, or we all have a feeling on what should have happened. And I agree with all of you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing on behalf just of the parents here. I, I just I just know that it's frustrating that when you get down to the letter of the law, mm-hmm. that they have to follow the letter of the law, right? And and there was sufficient evidence to suggest that the jury was not properly instructed. So therefore, and as you said, because it was not unanimous, they have the automatic the right, right to automatic appeal. right to go to the Supreme yeah. Court. And my hope, honestly, is that they get a heavier sentence. Me too. You know, I, I think this is ridiculous. Yeah. I can't imagine. At times, there are there are no words for this exactly. case, and then there are so many words, exactly. but you can't say it on the radio exactly. without getting fired. Exactly right. It, yes, exactly right. So there's that. I feel like we should lighten things up a little bit. Is it too soon? <laughs> Let's take a break, and we'll lighten things up on the other side. All right. Right, we said we'd lighten it up a little bit, mm-hmm. Jalen and I. Do you want me to take the lead on light? Okay. Uh, I think this is sort of funny, I guess. Uh, so, you know, we've heard stories uh, in recent uh, months and years about what constitutes a support animal on an aircraft. And I, wasn't there a peacock on an aircraft? Well, some guy. He wasn't. He, he was a bit of a... A performer, uh, what do you call right. it, uh, whatever, a performer, and he tried to bring a peacock <laughs> on board, and then when they didn't allow him to bring his peacock on board, he was taking pictures of it, but he was trucking around yeah. the airport with his peacock on the trolley. <laughs> Peacock's got his big feathers all out. So I swear by the time I die, there'll be a rule for everything. So American Airlines has now made a rule. Well, They're clamping down. They have to. Well, yeah, because guys are bringing peacocks on plane. So they've uh, made a rule as to what animals passengers can bring on board as emotional support. So effective for tickets issued July 1st or later. And listen, let me stop. So, and I think, and I believe emotional support is different than, yes, than, you know, like a guide, guide dog, dog right, sort of right. Stuff. This is, you know, you're, oh, there was a woman with a chicken. That's Remember, right. Was, yeah. yeah. And, My and, emotional support chicken. You know, from time to time, I'll say that you shouldn't have to have a rule that you wear pants to meetings, right? You shouldn't have to. <laughs> but if somebody doesn't, there'll be a rule that there has to be pants, pants. right? So that's why we have a rule. So for tickets issued July 1st or later, this is on American Airlines, they will no longer accept the following animals, uh, (laughs) whether they be service or emotional support animals due to safety and or public health risk. Oh, if they're service animals as well. Service as well, yeah. Uh, This would include amphibians, 
ferrets, goats, <laughs> hedgehogs, insects, insects, really? Reptiles, rodents, snakes, spiders, and sugar gliders. That, oh, those are monkeys. The did they sugar. intend for that to rhyme? Because that sounds like the start of a great song. There was amphibians, in, ferrets, in the goats, jungle, and the the mighty jungle. <laughs> yeah. Rodents, snakes, spiders, and sugar <laughs> gliders. Uh, Non-household birds... Uh, such as farm poultry, waterfowl, game birds, and predatory birds. Well, that's a good decision right there. Yes, bring the eagle on board. <laughs> the last thing you want is an Welcome, eagle. this is my peregrine falcon. <laughs> uh, animals with tusks, horns, hooves, also a no-go. <laughs> this, seriously, if no one turns this into a song, I, I'm going to do it myself. However, miniature horses that have been properly trained as service animals are allowed. Yeah, well... Unless they, they should allow miniature goats too, because they're really cute. <laughs> no, goats are out, and they eat things. Um, you can't bring your miniature horse though, if it's unclean or has a noticeable odor. <laughs> of course. Which you know, oftentimes horses important. do. Right. Um, so do a lot of people. So you might want to ask when you see a story like this. So what's the rule in Canada? Now, in case you're taking a trip. Here's the rule. Canadian, uh, as far as the Canadian Airlines goes, WestJet allows, quote, qualified individuals with a disability to bring emotional support dogs, cats, miniature horses, <laughs> pigs, and monkeys on most flights. However, snakes, reptiles, ferrets, rodents, and spiders oh my. are not allowed. Who Who is bringing spiders on? And who finds them emotionally Some supportive? People, well, there's a lot of people. Well, I'm not sure that they find them emotionally supportive, but there's a lot of people who have spiders as pets. Is that a fact? Well, okay, maybe not a lot, but there are people who have <laughs> no, I wasn't questioning spiders the as, as pets. And I know mm. this for a fact because when I worked downstairs on morning radio, oh, no. my co-host was terrified of spiders. And we found a guy who had a bunch of spiders as pets. Really? And he brought his tarantula in and one of those so big... So your co-host is deathly afraid of spiders. Yeah. And you thought, you know what I need to do? Bring we spiders. Bring yeah, we did. He actually... Um, did he hold the... Tra I held the tarantula. I can't remember if he did. Not tightly. Just no. Crawl on well, us. they hate hugs. I'll tell you that right now. That's <laughs> super. I don't. I don't want <laughs> Well, they don't purr and roll over. Um, I don't want to mislead anyone because now, having said that, uh, mm. this is what WestJet allows. There's a qualification to that, though. So of for so for everything I just told you, including miniature horse, pigs, and monkeys. Yes. Um, you can only have one emotional support animal per passenger. Good thinking. It must be held on the lap of the guest with the disability. And it it could be no larger than a two year old child, which I'm surprised they left it as open ended as that yeah. because children come in different sizes. Um, but if I West, guess unless you want to buy your own seat, yeah, if you buy a seat for the animals. Well, if it's bigger than a two year old child, here's the deal. So if they determine and they make the call, if WestJet determines that your animal is over the size of a two year old child, the animal must travel at your feet, not on your lap. Oh, okay, that's so you works, can still yeah. have it. And as far as Air Canada goes. They apparently have the strictest of all emotional support animal policy. The airliner only accepts dogs and an emotional support or psychiatric service animal, so they leave it a little unclear. Uh, they require 48 hours notice in uh -huh. advance of your travel that you're bringing it, and you must provide the same documentation as all the airlines do, that this is actually a thing. Well, and, and one of the one of the challenges being, and this has been going on for a while, and actually a program, an effort to get it standardized was just um, was just thrown out. But there are different 
organizations that train different animals, especially dogs, and some of them are certified by the yep. different levels and government, all of that sort of stuff. And oftentimes those are the only ones that are allowed, but other people have different the dogs have gone through different courses or whatever. Yeah. And I remember because there's been controversy about this. Well, no, this is my service dog. Right. Um, but it doesn't have the proper the documentation. Proper yeah, that's the and key, then right? Because the otherwise, whole, you're you know, just saving on yeah. shipping your cat, really. I mean, if, if I were to move and I'm, I'm, you know, the truck's taking my stuff and I don't want to ship my cat... You know, I would love to have the cat sit on my lap the whole... Well, I'm not sure if I would love that, but it would certainly save me the 50 or 75 bucks yeah. to ship it, right? Depending on where I was going. And this, is a, and this is a real challenge, especially with more and more people using, you know, service animals and emotional support animals um, in, in, in day-to-day life. Now, again, I think there's a... There, say this without getting in trouble, but you know, I mean, service animals. I mean, guide dogs. Yeah. Um, guide dogs for the blind. Uh, animals, dogs who um, can can trigger or who can um, you know smell a seizure coming on. All that sort of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the assistant dogs like this um, are different than your you know emotional support snake, right? So if somebody tried to bring an emotional support spider on an aircraft, I would. If I, I don't know how I would resist the temptation to try to prove that that's not an emotional well, support. Well, and that's the thing. Right? And so just so I could use the expression, oh, what a tangled web we weave when ah. first we practice to deceive. The, the animal has to be able to... Uh, you know that here's the have problem. a connect. Uh, so I know. What is it? What, it what? Here's the problem, though. What's you, that the spider going to do? Tap you on the shoulder, say, "Oh, you're see." But you thing? said just a moment ago, and I don't blame you for saying it. And I've said stuff like this too, where you go, "Well, I got to be careful, right?" And and you know, but in my mind, because I'm trying to think one sentence ahead of you, right? Because we're on radio together, and I'm thinking, I know why you're saying you have to be careful, because I would say the oh, same yeah. thing. You have to be careful for fear of upsetting that population out there that has you know that one person who has an emotional support spider right and which is just what's annoying to people my age these days is that you've got to be so careful what you say you know we don't want to upset that one guy who's claiming that his tarantula Mm -hmm. is his support Mm -hmm. you know i would prefer they went the other way and just went okay dogs we'll do dogs but they gotta you know they gotta actually be trained can we just dogs only? We're not doing snakes, peacocks. We're not doing miniature horses. Seems ridiculous to me, too, honestly. But again, you will probably get a text from somebody who's got a miniature horse support yeah. animal. Well, I don't really want to travel with a miniature horse next to me. Yeah, and, and, and there's some great programs in this province specifically that uses horses to mm-hmm. help with yeah PTSD, all that yes. sort of stuff. But you're not bringing a full-size horse on the, flight. On the plane right. with you. Right. You're like, going uh, yeah. and you're learning and you're, you're learning how to do it with the horses in the farmyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just it. Like okay, whatever, okay. You know whatever what? works just... for you at home is good. But you're you're you bringing the animal on the plane impacts everybody else around you. So it should be reasonable at least. Like you don't want to be a complete. I can't think of the right word. That's yeah. person about it. Yeah. Bad person. But, but you know. But who reasonably thinks a horse? Even a miniature one is oh. appropriately placed on your lap on a flight. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Or the spider, or the snake, or the the fact that an airline has to make a rule about it because people will take whatever they can take. They'll they'll take as give them an inch, they'll take a mile. I'm glad they made the rule because you know, wait another year and see what people would have come up with. 
you know, like, well, to be honest with you, uh, my albatross or my, you know, I'm trying to think of a, my well, that's ostrich. Why the, that's why they need the support because they have an albatross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But is an albatross even a thing anymore? Is that? It's a bird. Is it a real thing? An albatross? Yeah. Because there's another one. It'd be like, uh, you can have an albatross, but it uh, has to go around your neck. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.